Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, I'm Rob Beckett. And I'm Josh Willicombe. Welcome to Parent in Hell, the show in which Josh and I discuss what it's really like to be a parent, which I would say can be a little tricky. So, to make ourselves, and hopefully you, feel better about the trials and tribulations of modern day parenting, each week we'll be chatting to a famous parent about how they're coping. Or hopefully how they're not coping. And we'll also be hearing from you, the listener, with your tips, advice and, of course, tales of parenting woe. Because, let's be honest, there are plenty of times when none of us know what we're doing. Hello, you're listening to Parents in Hell with... OK, can you say Rob Beckett and Josh Whittacombe? Rob Beckett and Josh Whittacombe. Can I have the car keys now? Yes, home before 10. What is that? Are we an American sitcom now? <laughs> that is Emily Byrne. I am a big, big fan of your show. <gasps> Listening to your struggles makes me relive my early days with her son, Cormac. Cormac? Like Cormac McCarthy. You guys keep me laughing. The little ones trying to say your names are lovely. Such a shock when my son's voice changed from when he was a little angel to who is this man in the house. When Cormac was little, my friend advised me to enjoy every stage of his growing up. I'm still having fun with this kid. This such an American attitude. I'm still having fun with this kid. Come on already. Get off the sidewalk, you <laughs> schmuckle. Cormac already. So he's robbed there because you seem to, we seem to have crossed lines with them. I'm in such a fucking weird mood, mate. Oh, my head's all over the gaff. Yeah, is that because you've been working as a New York taxi driver? <laughs> you have just finished a shift on Barada Way. <laughs> uh, Hakuna Matata. <laughs> They're from Brooklyn, aren't they? The Warthog and the Meerkat from the Lion King. Yeah, yeah, they are, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I made sure he got his driver's license as soon as he could. The car keys are my best leverage these days. Pittsburgh. <gasps> no. Ever been? Never been to Pittsburgh. So someone's listening to us with a son called Cormac in Pittsburgh, America. Too bloody right, mate. Too bloody right. What uh, state's Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Is that right? <gasps> That's near I Philadelphia. Just, I just I've been said to... that. Uh, like, you know when you're like, is that right? Pittsburgh. Um, Pittsburgh sounds a bit like, you know, when you're, like, you're sweating a bit and it'll be like, absolute Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, Tennessee <laughs> under your arm. It is, it is Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. I'm absolutely delighted with that, Rob. What a start. I love an American city. The, the most excited I'll ever be is when I land in an American city and then you just get in a cab and you drive to the centre of it. 
Philadelphia is amazing because you fly over their um, you fly over their sports stadiums. I've told you about this before, haven't I? No, you I love a sports, so. mate. I love a sports stadium from a train. Imagine oh, from I, I take it from the fucking train, mate. <laughs> a stadium from the air. So oh. basically, they've got. I, I swear, I don't know if I've told you this, but they have their baseball, hockey, NBA, and NFL stadiums all together like a giant industrial estate, like an IKEA oh, and wow. a Costco type vibe. And in the middle of it is a massive bar that all of the fans go in and get pissed. Then they go to the games. It sounds absolutely awful, Rob. It's oh, shut up! You love it. Don't try and be all stiff net. You love getting pissed and watching sport. <laughs> I do enjoy getting. This pissed. This is why we get on. Do you know? Because <laughs> if you bore me, I'd just sling a beer down your neck. I know that's weird, isn't it? Because you have been drinking through these podcasts. That's the worst thing. <laughs> I've come back from Dubai. I got pissed every night, Josh. Did you? I'm, I'm exhausted. Yeah. Are you? So tell me about so anyway, Dubai. Let's talk about Cormac. No, we don't need. We don't need to talk anymore about Cormac. We've talked enough about Cormac. <laughs> no, 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 no. Let's let's knuckle it down. Where's Cormac going? What do you need the car? Can I get an Uber? <laughs> let me let me send you this picture of Philadelphia from the sky. Um, it's great. You'll love it. It's really exciting. Just look at. Look, I flew over that. How many Josh. coffees you had today, Rob? Uh, two, two, yeah, too many. You can feel it. You can. I've fucking been up feel so it. early. The clocks fucked oh, me. I've right. been up can since we start with the I'm clocks? Like can we start with the fucking clocks? Yes, yeah, so start with the fucking clocks. It's the worst thing in the world. <laughs> it's and horrible. I, whoever came up with it needs to be tried for war crimes at the Hague because it is fucking. <laughs> genuinely, it is the worst thing anyone oh. has ever done is I don't know if it works better in in spring I can't remember because I never no, know which no. way it's going whatever I the way whatever the clay whatever the way the clocks go if you've got kids your week's fucked yeah that's basically fucked. what it is Completely awful. I woke fucked. up at five. I woke up at five a.m. and then my kids come in saying I'm hungry, and I was like, that was like, that was like, I'm hungry. I was like, well, you can't be. It's five, five but it wasn't. It was six in their head. Oh my oh god. god! And also, I was in Dubai. That's three hours ahead. I'm four hours back. Oh mate, I went to bed at half eight last night. We went to a Halloween party. Everyone was exhausted because you have to wait till it's dark to do a trick or treating. Yeah. And with a free, Halloween is not for young children. I don't also, think. you can't go fucking changing the clocks the night before trick-or-treating because then when you're meeting up at six, it's really seven. Exactly. Your whole bath time's ruined and I'm walking along the street with the kids crying, carrying them because they're tired and then there's like teenagers, like 13-year-old, dressed as aliens, spraying squirty, squirty oh. foam, green squirty foam. And, I, and I, I literally said to my head, if one of those kids sprays it in my face, I'm going to punch him. <laughs> Even though he's 14. <laughs> That's what I decided on in my head. Trick or salt? And the ultimate salt. And the ultimate salt when Rob Beckett punched a teenager. Have you seen the photo of uh, the sports stadium from the sky? Oh, no, let's have a look. God, Imagine flying over, over that, morning, Josh. Aren't we? Oh, wow. Look at that. Lots of parking. Lots of parking, tailgate, mate. Basically, Americans go to sport, get absolutely off their face, watch the sport, then drive home. Must be over Fucking the limit. Insane. Can't absolutely believe insane. it. I don't really yeah. like drinking when I go to the football because... You go to the football and then you, you'd meet someone for a drink and you have two pints beforehand and then you can't drink in the stadium. So basically you're just oh, yeah, sobering you up at a football You just match. have to sneak it in. When Grimsby played Palace in Palace, obviously because Lloyd's a Grimsby fan, he got us tickets, but in the way end. So I had to go in the away end, even though Palace is probably my closest club. And then it's all quite laddie in the away end. And uh, yeah. I went to the bar, ordered 25 bottles of lager. What? Because there was loads of us, there was about ten of us, and then we all hid it in our clothes, and then took it out and drank and got absolutely battered in oh, forty-five Rob. minutes. Oh, Rob! <laughs> it was one of the greatest forty-five minutes of my life. Grimsby versus Palace, one of the greatest <laughs> forty-five minutes of my life. 
What would be the best 45 minutes of your life? Well, I <laughs> illegally drank two bottles of beer at Grimsby versus Palace. And that was one of the best 45 minutes of my life. Well, not maybe top 10. Top. <laughs> no, top, no, 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 let's be kind to my life. Top 25. Okay. Oh, so how are you with the clocks? You screwed. It's let's shit. talk about clocks, it's, it's clocks first and then Dubai. It's shit, it's shit, it's shit. It's shit, it's shit, it's shit. So, so my, my son has been waking up between 4.45 and yeah. 5.30. But when that becomes between 3.45 and 4.30, <laughs> that is that is off the scale unfair. How do breakfast DJs do it? I think you have to be slightly insane. I did a week on XFM Breakfast once. <laughs> yeah. And I would say the opposite end of my life scale to Grimsby versus Crystal Palace. It was... <laughs> The worst week, not because the shows were, were perfectly acceptable because that's the bit when you're kind yeah. of engaged. And then at 10 a.m., you're like, well, what the fuck do I do in my life now? I'm jet lagged. Yeah, you're basically, I, I think you have to accept that you're jet lagged for your life. Working in radio, right, <laughs> where the best job you can get is the worst job. Yeah. Like, <laughs> It's just insane that that's the way it works. Oh, but, you know, I've got a lot of respect for like because four hours at a radio show is too long. I think you know Justin Morris used to do a radio show on Radio Manchester or something. Yeah, it was a two-hour show, and then because it all changed to four hours during COVID because it was less people in the studio and you know everyone doing their bit. And anyway, they've stuck with that now. And Justin Morris has gone. Nah, leave it. I can't, I can't be asked. Four hours. Absolute legend. Four hours is a long time on your own playing songs. That let's face it, you normally don't get to pick and yeah. pretending to love life like five days a week, four hours. I, I know it's oh, not like a long shift in a in a proper job, but no. four hours is a long time, isn't it? Just talking oh, to yourself. And Rob, yeah, I've I've been spending far too much time with the guy that does the um, the three a.m. till seven a.m. on six music when I'm up, and I just feel <laughs> for him. Who's the guy doing... Th- so someone's doing 3am till 7am. I think that must be his shift, because Lauren... Oh, no, it's 7.30 he finishes, because that's when Lauren Laverne starts. Oh, I, I, also, you know, Lauren Laverne, she does a bit of Radio 4, doesn't she? Does a bit of Desert Island Disc now. She's gone, look, guys, I'm busy, I'm a big dog now, I want to come in at 7.30. Oh, 7.30am is an absolute power play. I know, and then that, all that happens is that poor bastard who's been there since three is like, oh, fucking hell, Laverne. <laughs> Would you have, I, t- <laughs> have I told you this before? But when, when Jamie Theakston and Emma Bunton used to co-host the Heart Breakfast, he'd start half an hour before her. <laughs> I'm opening up the shop. Yeah, yeah, I'm opening up the shop. Well, actually, it's good I get paid extra as a key holder. As a key holder for Heart FM, I actually get a little bit more money than the Spice Girl. Oh, imagine? my gosh. Really? Imagine that, that first peco. half hour on your own. So who do, every time I... Who does art, though? Because Amanda Holden's knocking about. Yeah, Kelly it's Brook. Amanda, it's Amanda Holden and Jamie Theakston, isn't it? When's and Ke- Ashley Roberts and Kelly Brook are knocking about as well? Are they cover? Rob, I'm not across the heart radio <laughs> schedule. I only know the Theakston and Holden because I went <gasps> on. Let me have a look at the heart radio schedule. Heart radio schedule. <laughs> Breakfast, 6.30 till 10 a.m. Oh, that's three and a half hours. Theakston and Holden. I can't imagine Holden d- getting up there. It doesn't, it doesn't say in the description, MB, please note Amanda Holden doesn't <laughs> arrive till 7. <laughs> Mark Wright does 7pm till 10pm. Or would you prefer... I've, you've got to do one, Rob. Yeah, all right. 7pm till 10pm. Every day. Or, or 6, yeah, every day or 6am till 10am. 
I take. I think I'd have to take seven till ten. Yeah. I did radio too. Do you know there's a bloke actually called Paul Gambaccini? Yeah, I know Paul Gambaccini. Of course. He's a very famous bloke. I didn't know him. I thought he was like, I thought that Paul Gambaccini was just like a funny name. Like, you know, um, what's he called? Who's the bloke who's got uh, uh, Ingelbert Umberdink? He's a geezer. Yeah, of course he is, Rob. I didn't know. I just thought it was like a funny name people put together, like Joe Bloggs. <laughs> when, um... <laughs> but they're real blokes. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I didn't know. Um, Do send in your people that you didn't know were real until you yeah, uh, found yeah. out. Monty Don, Paul Gambaccini, Engelberg Humperdinck are mine. Yeah. People that you didn't think were real that actually are real. Um, send them in. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. This episode is brought to you by the Inspire Collection by Kalia. You shouldn't settle for just any old pair of leggings. You deserve something better, something designed with you in mind, like the new Inspire leggings by Kalia. Their most versatile collection yet, made for any workout. They're lightweight, buttery soft, breathable, and made with Lycra adaptive fiber, which molds to your body for a barely there supportive fit. It's perfect for wherever your wellness routine takes you. Shop the Inspire Collection by Kalia now, exclusively at Dick's Sporting Goods. So, yeah, the clocks, yeah. The clocks, the clocks are screwed you, basically. So you're getting up at th- between 3.45am. Well, it was 4am this morning that he woke 4 up. 4am, okay. Um, that is very early, isn't it? Yeah, we tried to sell it. No, no, it was 4.30, it was 4.30, sorry, it was 4.30. Oh, 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 actually, what are you moaning about? <laughs> Come on, mate, this is supposed to be people feeling sorry for you, eh? Yeah, you're like, you wake up at 4.30, you think it's only two hours to the Jamie Theakston and Amanda Holden breakfast show. <laughs> Ian Wright always used to be late when I used to do rock and roll football on Absolute Radio. Did he? I've told, have I told you the embarrassing rock and roll football story? No, go on. Right, so I was doing rock and roll football on a Sunday, right? It was just me for four hours on my own. And yeah. then eventually they paired me up with someone because I was slowly going insane. And now started... I've realised why you're so angry at the four-hour radio shows. You've lived <laughs> I it. I, I, I have lived it. I did two years of four hours on a Sunday afternoon. Anyway, basically, originally I used to do it on my own without guests, just four hours, two till six. Eventually oh. they let me have guests. And then, and then Matt Dyson, I did it with Matt Dyson. Yeah, yeah. It was like Does it sort of a... 40? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he does it before now. Then I moved to the Saturday, but originally the Saturday was like a bit more like Soccer Saturday. They had like yeah, Russ yeah, Williams yeah. hosting and about four Premier League, ex-Premier League players, Perry Groves and Ian Wright would come in and uh, almost right, commentate yeah. on the games like they do on Soccer Saturday. Yeah. But then I think they were trying to save money or whatever. Then eventually I got, they stopped doing that show. I got moved to the Saturday and then they got another guy in to do the Sunday. So it was a bit awkward because essentially I was replacing a team of like about six on my own yeah. with Matt Dyson. And anyway... On the final day of the season, because the final games are on a Sunday, I you always do the Saturday if you do the Sunday, if that makes sense. Is this a logic problem, Rob? No, no, it's not. No, it's amazing. Was the doctor the mum? Is that what it was? It's worth it when you... Like, let me explain again. They did every Saturday. I did every Sunday. End of the season. I was going to replace them on a Saturday. They were moving on. And then there was a new guy coming in on the Sunday. Right? That's that's what's happening. Yeah. However, in the football season, yeah, normally there's on games Sunday. on a Saturday and a Sunday. It ends on a Sunday and every game's on a Sunday at three o'clock. So the main Saturday show switched. And then I would cover their, their Saturday with no football on. Right, basically. Anyway. So essentially, I got the day off on the Sunday. The final 
one of the season before. Next season, I'll move to Saturdays. So I've got the day off. So I'm out for dinner and drinks with my friends in London, right? Anyway, I'm walking through Soho and I go, oh, I need a wee. I go into a bar for a wee. I walk into the goodbye party for the oh, Absolute wow. Radio Soccer Saturday oh, show. All the people that are going in and now oh, I'm doing no. that Saturday. Oh, I walk God. in for a piss. Take just your dick and out, like, start pissing everywhere. <laughs> I pissed all over. <laughs> so I right, in. I think of you guys. <laughs> I will get so in. And it is... right, Perry Groves, who else are we thinking of? Russ Williams was there, a few yeah. other like ex-footballers. I can't remember who it was, but it was like a little... T- Perry Groves yeah. at Russ Williams, Ian Wright and all that. Anyway, so I walk in and it is so awkward because they all think I've just turned up to the leaving party. Oh, God. But, like, but, oh, but like, God. The, the person who's taken over. Oh, and I, was, no. I didn't know, and I was like, "Oh, hi guys, you're right." And I was, yeah, okay, you come for were a they drink. In the I was main like, bit of the bar, or yeah, had you it was walked just into a, like a. You, into it was a just like a pub, room. a pub. No, it was a pub in Soho, but quite quiet. And they had like about eight of them in a corner. It was fucking quiet. Been, it was a wake on, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> they were mourning the death of their radio show. Of course, it was quiet. So that, thanks for listening today to the um, Radio Hell podcast where we just talk about experiences <laughs> on the radio. Right, kids. Let's talk about kids, Josh. You're getting up at 4.30am, correct? So Rose gets up to feed at 4.30 and okay. then we try and push through. The horizontal sleeping at the bottom of the bed's not working anymore, Rob. I say, where are you? Uh, well, I just kind of hang around until we until he we realise he's definitely not going back to sleep and then I take him downstairs. So I went, I went down. It was only quarter to six that I went down this morning, Rob. But you've been hovering since 4.30. I've been, yeah, in and out of sleep since 4.30. It's just, the day is so long. (laughs) The day is so fuck. And also, I want to talk about how I, I, I like to withdraw every complaint I made in the first year of this podcast. Because anyone with one kid who fucking complains... (laughs) <laughs> I knew I was waiting. I didn't want to get it out yeah, but I was waiting for this moment for the penny to drop. Go on. It's a piece of fucking piss. <laughs> One kid is a piece of piss. Is that what you're saying to our poor listeners that are struggling with their firstborn, Josh? No, what I'm saying is if you're struggling with your firstborn, don't double down. <laughs> don't go all in. I've been thinking a lot about this. So it's, in one way, obviously, it's much easier to go from one to two. Yes. Which is that you've already mm. lost your life. Your life is already over. Your life is already over, so it's fu- so it's much The ship easy- is sinking. What is a few more gallons of water on it? <laughs> exactly. So on that front, I don't ever think, I wish I was in a bar on a Saturday night. I never think no, that. No, no, no. It hasn't entered my mind. However, <laughs> it's so difficult. Even doing an hour in the morning with a five-month-old and a four-year-old. It's insane, Rob. How are all the knickknacks going? Because you, your youngest that's, isn't that's walking yet. my problems, yeah. No, oh, so this is the thing. He's going through a phase. He doesn't want to be put down. It's unbearable. You can't put him down. Like an old dog that keeps coming back. <laughs> Taking him to the bed. He doesn't want to be put down. He's turned a corner again, old Rover. <laughs> but he so constantly wants to be held. Constantly wants to be held. So it's like a kind of, it's like a task in Big Brother, where they can't put the baby down what about a for four days. Does the bouncer work? Ten minutes max. He's teething. This is the thing. He's teething. Oh no. Yeah, and my daughter teething wasn't a big deal. Can I? Can I say something, Josh? Yeah. I. 
your your daughter is a very calm, oh, she's not right. chilled, measured child. She's not very right. very chilled, right? Um, yeah. A bit like my eldest, right? Yeah. My youngest is is slightly demented. <laughs> I think <laughs> this is all the hallmarks of a very busy, mad second one. And I, I'm going to predict... I, 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 don't, I don't need this. I don't need I'm this gonna chat. Pre- I'm gonna predict, I don't need the predictions. I, this is, I'm going to predict... Your fucking Mystic Mac. About 12 months when he's walking about, yeah. your knickknacks are fucked. They are going everywhere. You're, you're going to have to you're gonna have to put high shelves up. There's no way the knickknacks around your coffee table will survive the second one. That, that's my prediction. Okay, we'll see. Because I still we'll can't see. believe they survived your first ball. They've easily survived her first ball because she's she's just not in she's not interested in. But I think boys are different. Things. Boys are, have this mad-eyed energy that my youngest daughter's got somehow. So it's not all boys, but she punches me, Jack. Jack, why did you call me Jack? <laughs> why have you called me Jack? You know, confession. You left. Why did I say Jack? She punches me, Jack. You're all right, Rob. <laughs> She does punch me though. She keeps headbutting me and like punching me. What, like, your daughter? Yeah, and then goes, and then puts her head on my head and goes, and growls. And I go, what, like, like a kind of Razor Ruddock woman, yeah. a kind of melee after someone's fouled him. Like, like that kind of. Yeah, like the, or like, you know, the beginning bit of like Dan, Danny Dyer's Deadliest Men when they're doing a bit to the camera to show how hard they are. Right. Sort of like yeah, Lenny yeah, McLean yeah. will lean on my head and growl. She growls at me and I go, stop fighting. And do you know what she said to me? She went, I'll never stop fighting. <laughs> That's something out of a Martina Cole book. That is amazing. <laughs> so yeah, I, I mean, maybe it's a second born or it's just personality, but I think well, what was, you've got in your hands here is a lot chi- more chilled than her up until oh, we've had the the basic, the absolute shitstorm of will not be put down combined with the clocks going back and teething and teething. But I think will not be being put down is seemingly related to teething. Yes. I'm telling myself that. Have you tried? Have you tried for teething? Cold things like put stuff in the fridge and give it to them. That's quite good for their teething. Yeah, if you if you mean cowpole, there. Yes. <laughs> the cowpole every forty five minutes. No, it's every every four hours, like, guys. We put them on a cowpole drip. Do you think yeah. that's a mistake? <laughs> you could look. We're, look, it's every four hours a cowpole, and every four read hours. the label. We're not giving anyone advice, and you can slip in a little nerfing on the two hours. Nerfing and cowpole are fine on two hours each. Apparently, I, I wouldn't say that to make your own I, mind up. I've been, to- I've been told that by a respected um, Backstreet GP. No, by <laughs> respect. That's what they tell you at the chemist. It's I've fine. done my re- I've done my own reading actually. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Also, here's a few facts about climate change for you, Rob. <laughs> I've done my own reading on the vaccination guys, actually. So I've done my own reading on the cowpole. <laughs> I've done my own research on Facebook, so you know I'm pretty well informed on the old cowpole. Rose's panic on the cowpole early doors with her first child. The feeling that were you to give two point six, that's it. It felt like if you were to give them 2.6 millilitres in Rose's world, dead. Like, <laughs> yeah, was, really? She's really yeah. on it, yeah. I'm, I'm she a was bit like, more relaxed in measurements. I was like, it's 3 hours 50. She'd be like, yeah, we can't do it. And you're like, come on. They're, they're going to give you a fucking buffer zone in case anyone fucks it up. It's not like 2.5 stops your headache, 2.6 kills you. That's not how it works. <laughs> but do read the cow and follow all the instructions on the cowpole. 
Yeah, yeah, of course, absolutely. Um, well, no, because we we needed cowpaw when we were abroad, um, yeah. so we went into just like Dubai chemist and asked for cowpaw, and they gave me like Arabic cowpaw, which had a different name, but it was cowpaw, but it was it felt quite exotic. It really felt like being abroad. How was Dubai, Rob? Okay, so Dubai, I went out for people that know I went out there to do a gig, but um, some people take a, a tour support and tour manager. I took my entire family, um, so we eked a holiday out of it. We was there for seven days. I'd say, Josh, um, it was probably the best holiday we've ever had as a family oh wow however when i tell you what actually happened on it you'll think i'm lying okay you you know you don't really relax on a holiday with your kids like no. you're, you're exhausted however it was the first time we've took them on holiday and they we could sit on the edge of the pool or on a lounger and just watch them in the kids pool and they were sort of safe enough. They could like stand up in it all the way round. They're both swimming now. And obviously we had to watch them the whole time, but we're not hovering over them. Yeah, you're you're not doing the lean over. And it was an amazing, no lean over, burnt back central it was it was such a relief and it was so lovely however there was it, it's never easy with kids and about a million things went wrong For, well, going backwards on that we had a lovely trip on the way home um the three-year-old was sick in the back of the cab 20 minutes from our house travel sick oh my word absolutely everywhere uh, it was horrific and uh, like all in her air all over her face it was just because travelling's hard, isn't it? The flight back, George. The, the ear popping. Have you, t- you ever taken your kids on a plane yet? I've taken my daughter on a plane. Did she have ear popping problems? No, she was all right, actually. Do you know what? She was all right. That was the least of our issues. They, they were pretty well behaved, the kids. But on the, the ear popping thing on the plane, um, it was that was quite funny getting on the plane back. There was a few broken parents. There was a couple in front of us that had like a four-year-old and a four-month-old. We got in the lift to go to go down to like the departures and she just went... How did you find it? It was like, oh, pardon. She went, your holiday. I went, oh, yeah, it was good. She went, too young. That's all she said. Too young. <laughs> she looked so, like, bless her. She looked like she'd been so looking forward to this holiday. She just went, too young. That's all she said. But anyway, the owls were kicking off on the way back because their ears were popping. And because I think they had water in their ears from the pool. So we tried all sorts. Chewing gum. Like, people, parents were so lovely. They kept them passing and stuff. Like, chewing gum, earplugs, lollipops and all that. And my kids just kept going, I just want to go home now. As oh, if, like, God. that we, that had been an option. I was like, oh, yeah, we've just done the seven-hour flight. Yeah, let's just do this. <laughs> teleport now shall we seems silly to do the rest of the flight and but it's it's weird with their ears popping there's nothing you can really do no. like you want to help them but it's a bit like i imagine watching them get their heart broken when they're about 17 it's yeah. it's just part of the course basically your ears pop they hurt a bit then it stops but there's nothing you can do or say you can you know you can try and be supportive yeah what i would say is though other people's kids kicking off really help my morale so, oh, it's nothing better. I think they should put one on each flight, really, was, just to cheer up parents. That. They should just do that. They should be employed by the airline. That one kid just kicking off, so you feel better. Because oh, when my kids were screaming a little bit about their ears, there was another kid that just screamed in, a, in his mum's face, "I'm going to kill you," over and over again. <laughs> How old was he? Two and a half. Fucking hell! I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill this poor. Oh, was so god. Oh my god, that is awful. <laughs> This is your typical radio ad while eating a Crunch Bar. This is Automatic of Auto's Used Cars. This weekend only, we're having a whale. Bring the kids. See for yourself. It is huge. Gonna make a big splash. No other dealer can say they have a whale like this. When things sound dull... 
Turn up the fun with Crunch. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. We had stress on the way out, Josh. What time do you like to get to an airport when you're flying solo and when you're flying with kids? Talk, talk me through it. Well, I've only flown with kids once. Yeah. So, solo. Yeah. Well, probably... I like to allow time because yeah. I don't I don't mind the departure That's fine. lounge. No no judgment here. I like to get to an airport two two hours before, even on my own. But do you know what? I wouldn't I certainly wouldn't um be that stressed if it was cutting it a bit finer because I always think it'll always work out. I'm not too bad with airport departure times. But okay, with kids and two kids, yeah, well, cases, that's a different game. I want to get there. I'd say t- maybe even two and a half hours. Early. Just drop the bags. But what are you planning can... on doing in your two and a half hours? Drop the bags. Drop the bags, and then we're gonna go and um maybe um have some like sit down food and properly feed them when they get on the plane. So never really like the plane food. So try and find yeah. something they're definitely gonna eat, and there's more options. Sit down, have that properly. Maybe have a walk around the shops, get the kids a magazine, let them run around the airport so they're tired before the flight. Maybe if there's a little yeah. soft play, let them do that. And if they're just running at the airport, when they get on the plane, they're not, you know, as antsy. You know what I mean? If you sit in a car for an hour and a half, get straight to the airport, sit straight on the plane for seven hours, they've not had a runabout. Do you know what? Listening to you describe that makes me realise just how shit it is travelling with kids. Because think what you would normally do on the departure lounge. How much pleasure it normally is just to go, I'm just gonna gonna go and have some food, I'm maybe gonna have a beer, I'm gonna go and I'm gonna usually buy some toothpaste because I've forgotten it, or buy 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 a neck pillow, obviously. <laughs> um, you love a neck pillow. I love a neck pillow. But do you know what I mean? Normally, and then I'm gonna amble to the departure gate, 45 minutes before, yeah. And fucking hell, you're trying to run these kids tired. We tell it, and then you're in a cab home and they're, they're physically sick. Oh, mate. It's, it was worth it, but it's, it is hard work. Anyway, so our flight was at 2.20 p.m., right? Heathrow. It's about an hour and a half to Heathrow. Um, can sometimes be like an hour and 10 minutes with like zero traffic in the middle of the night, or it can be up to two hours on a busy day. Anyway, right? So our flight was at 2.20, so say it takes an hour and a half. They wanted to pick us up, right? We tried to book a cab, right, through the travel agent, and they said, oh, yeah, um, they'll come about half 11. I was like, pardon? But that means we get there at like, if there's no delay, one o'clock, an hour and 20 minutes before the flight. Fuck that, right? That's with no delay, right, at all. I was like, that is mental. Wait, no, let's book it for 10 a.m. And that way, yeah. we get there at half 11, two hours before, job done, right? Yeah. Anyway, we're waiting for the cab. Cab doesn't come. Oh, God. Cab doesn't come. Gets to half 10. Cab doesn't come. Half an hour late, so I'm ringing about. Apparently, the travel agent people had told them, but the cab company didn't change the pickup time. So oh, now, God. I'm downloading every app to try and get a cab to the airport, but we need... Oh, God, But right. I've got two kids, so we need... The cab needs to have car seats in and oh, space in this. the back for the baggage, you know right? What? Don't go. <laughs> right, so now 20 to, to 11. Oh, in the God, end, okay. My hand's to 11. going. You're capping right there. Eventually, we, ring, we had to ring Lou's dad, who luckily was in and lived around the corner and came and got us. If we didn't live near our, pet, our in-laws, we wouldn't have gone. We would have missed the flight because he never would have made it. And then got in the mad. cab, got in the cab, sorry, the father-in-law's car. Yeah. Two hours it took, right? And he saved our holiday, but it took two hours in the cab 
there was a car, sorry, his car. Yeah. Loads of traffic because of that. But also, when there wasn't traffic, he loves a 60-mile-an-hour motorway drive. And <laughs> I, I don't want anyone to speed, but I'm just like, we're running late for a flight. Hit the limit, Mick. Hit the limit. You've got to be hitting the limit. And I love hearing about your tulips that you planted but don't regrow. You have to dig them up again and replant them in order for them to grow again. But I don't need it hour and a half away from my flight time. Do you know what I mean, Josh? <laughs> And Fuck I, I love it. And it, and it all, front seat. I was front seat. Kept just kept on Google. Just kept on Google mapping how long oh, it was. Oh, when you Google minute. map it, Google oh, mapping. Oh. It was horrible. It was terrible. And then we kept on getting stopped in traffic. And in tra- but it, we made it. And it, uh, it lose dad's an absolute life saver. And thank you very much. But and he won He was driving at sort of semi fast. But you know when you're looking like I'm just like just put your, just put your toe down. Just please just put your toe down. But he drives quite sensibly, which is yeah. right, the right thing to do. And we did make the time. But when you're a bit anxious like me i just i'd I'd happily just oh i would not have i would not have enjoyed that rob i would have said unlimited speeding fines and points that i'll take just get us there i'll I'll take the rap mick i'll take the rap mick but he literally saved the holiday but that was and that that is so stressful because then we got there and then we still got there sort of about an hour and 45 minutes before the flight but he's still that is quite stressful and then they board the plane earlier for a long haul you're also you're thinking if if there's fucking queues or yeah, if my bag exactly. gets checked oh, or... All that, and we've got to go through, like, the security and there's queue. And last time we went to Heathrow, it was mad busy. Anyway, we we made it. And it was... So, but that that was a stressful start, to be fair. Um, yeah. And then, um, yes, yeah, so we made it. And then, well, I did the gig. That was fun. Oh, you'll love this, Josh. Right? I did the gig in Dubai, right? Guess. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, people message you for tickets or the yeah. promoter says so-and-so wants to come to a show. Try you Well, I'll let you try and guess, but I don't think you'll ever guess who I had on my guest list for the, for this gig. It was the most random collection of people of all time. Well, I did Dubai. I supported Jack D in Dubai years ago. Oh, yeah. That's the only time I've gigged in Dubai. Did he have any guests? Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. The um, Sadly, now passed away, but the uh, chef Gary Rhodes. Oh, really? Yeah, he's got a, he used yeah. to live out there and had good restaurants yeah. out there. Yeah. Yeah. But that was, as you would imagine... A random name you didn't expect to see. And it was, was it just Rhodesy or any people with him or just Rhodes and a few? Uh, the reason I remember Rhodes is because he was at the after show drinks. Yes. And I talked to Gary Rhodes about his restaurant at the after show drinks. <laughs> oh, that's exciting, isn't it? You were really It was exciting. I, I was like, I was looking out over the Dubai skyline talking to Gary Rhodes and I was thinking, how did this happen? <laughs> what have I what have I done with my life here? Well, um, I'll I'll um I'll go up through the ranks of who I had. I had four sort of names. Would you describe them as the kind of people you'd imagine to go to a Rob Beckett show? Yes and no, but certainly not altogether. So um, there was Laura Anderson from Love Island, which feels like yeah, quite I mean, a Dubai kind of. I, yeah. I I don't know who that is. That's yeah. that's a that's like Paul Gambaccini to you, Rob. Yeah, she was on Love Island. Okay, which yeah. is sort of you know fair enough. Yeah. Um, Roman Kemp. I know Roman Kemp. I know who he is. Capital DJ. Yeah. What shift's he on, actually? He starts, do you know what time, I'll tell you what time he starts, <laughs> Rob. Did you talk to him? Does he do it from Dubai so that he's on the correct time? Oh, he's going to be all over the place. He's a few hours ahead. He must be exhausted. So all these people on holiday? I don't know what was going on, right, mate? You wait till you hear the next two. Um, anyway, Roman Kemp's there. Laura from yeah. Love Island. Laura from Love Island, yeah. Big Sam Allardyce, ex-England oh, football manager. <laughs> Pint of wine, please. Pint of wine. Then... <laughs> The best one, last one, Dane Bowers. Oh wow! I, do, do you know what? Genuinely, the last two, I'd be so excited to meet. Did you? Did they come back afterwards? So, um, the, the, well, that last one, Rob, and I'm going to say it is another level. Well, big, big Sam came back, big and Roman Kemp, but didn't even, didn't they were like joke. more of the. So, 
Sorry, I didn't laugh at your another level joke. Sorry. Come on, mate. Try yeah. my best. Sorry, mate. I'm going. I'm going out of my mind. So, uh, so, so, Big Sam came back. So Big Sam and Roman Kim came back. But I think that was because they saw. Were they I together? Saw... No, they weren't together. They were <laughs> new, new gay power couple. Big Sam and Roman <laughs> Kim. Who would have thought it? <laughs> So which two of those four were were together? So uh, it was so Dame Bowers and Laura Anderson from Love Island are a couple. Oh right. Sorry, anyway, so sorry. she messaged me on Instagram. And I said, "Oh, here's some tickets," but I think it got lost in translation because the other two got tickets through the promoter, and then the promoter was organising the after drinks. But I I only stayed for one and then left because it was I wanted to get back to Lou and the kids. So it weren't I didn't really know there was a drinks thing. But I wish that Laura and Dane did come back because then I could have had a photo of Roman Kemp, Big Sam. Dane Bowers and Laura from Love Island. But I've just got one of Roman Kemp and Big Sam. Do you know what's sad? What? Big Sam. One game as England manager. Sacked. Oh, God. Goes to see Rob Beckett. One drink. See you later, Sam. Absolutely history repeating himself. Can't get past one. Just stood there on his own. Well, Roman Kemp was talking him, talking to him about XG, which is Expected Goals, that book. Expected you know? Goal, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah. <laughs> I don't think Sam had read the book. Um <laughs> I think he thought the book was about expected games. Anyway, I love Big Sam and his wife, Lynn. Absolutely lovely couple. <laughs> Lynn Allardyce. Big, big fans Lynn. of Dubai. Big fans big of Dubai. Lynn, of course. Of course Big Sam is a big fan of Dubai. And Spain. He's got a place in Spain. And um, yeah. they were getting on like a house on fire, but Roman kept, kept, kept what, on talking what, about... Big Sam and his wife? <laughs> <laughs> no, Roman Kemp and Big Sam. And they were talk- he kept on talking to him about England at the Euros, and I thought it was a bit awkward. Oh, God. Like, don't talk to him about that. Do you know what I mean? It's like going talking to Laura Anderson about Posh Bice in front of Dane Bowers. <laughs> He's got history there. God, poor old Big Sam. Oh, Big Sam. He had a good night. Goes though. out he to a, Dubai. He had a free tick and a couple of sahis on me. Don't you worry about that. Yeah, of course, he enjoyed himself. And then he got stuck talking to Roman Kemp. <laughs> About XXG and someone else who's got his job. Yeah. And then the best bit was Roman Kemp, he's obsessed with football, he's a lovely lad, but he was talking about football. Yeah. And, he, and you could tell he was really excited to meet Big Sam, as you would be. But then he went, Why, Sam? I've always wanted to ask a football person this why do they do out swinging corners? Oh my God. <laughs> and I was just like, I, I don't think he wants this, Roman. <laughs> and I, you know, when you stood in the. You stood in the middle of two people and you think, how is my life this? I'm listening to Roman Kemp. He must be exhausted from his shift six till ten. So Big Sam, who's now in Dubai, I've just played the opera house, front rows full of, like, you know, uh, shakes. And then I've got Big Sam talking to him about in-swinging out-swinging corners. That is. Oh, it's brilliant. Genuinely. How soon after the words out sweet and corner did you go? Anyway, I'm only staying for one. <laughs> Guys, so. I think I'm going to nip off, actually. <laughs> I've got to tell you this kids club thing before we finish in Dubai. The hotel at a kids club, right? And I'm not a massive fan of leaving them in a kids club. Um, I just, you know, I just like seeing them on holiday. I, like, I just love being with them. Um, and, yeah, uh, it sounds like it, Rob, from what you've said. <laughs> Maybe I should have put them in the kids' club and I've had more of a chill time. Anyway, because it's like a bit, there's loads of social distancing in Dubai still. They're only allowed to go in an hour per day because there's a limit on kids. Only like 25 kids could go in there. Anyway, so there was a kid. I, I went in, there was a big soft play area. But my kids wanted to go in. So I went in and read a book, sat there with them while they were in there. Anyway, um, this guy though, this dad was going, what do you mean it's only an hour? I want to put them in for four hours. And he's just there with his kid. And they're going, oh, well, we can't oh because of God. social distancing. Oh and they're like, well, what's the point of an hour? Oh I want to go God. for a few drinks. I can't do anything in an hour. I've got to come back. Oh can't God. you just get you? And then, and, then, and then the kid went, but dad, I can just come with you. 
Oh, God. I know. And he was going, no, it's not the point, is it? I'm like, oh, my God, just oh, take your God, kid to the fucking beach, awful. you animal. Oh, that is awful. I know. It was, oh, it's just like, poor kid. Imagine here. Good to see Big Sam again, though, isn't it? Twice <laughs> in two days. He was trying to put Lynn in, actually, so he could go for a brunch. <laughs> <laughs> He's meeting Roman Kemp. He's just goes pressing. Look, mate, let's chat. Let's sort out throwing set pieces and corners. Let's get it nailed down early doors. Well, I'm glad you had fun. That is just an amazing lineup oh, of people. I've got, well, I've got so much more to talk about as well, but are we having, we're running out of time. Well, I don't know when we're going to do it, Rob. Should we, do, we could do it on Friday. I'll do a couple of other things. One, never go to the outdoor theme park in Dubai. When been. It's I've been. It's so hot. It genuinely, I went, and do you know what? I've done two gigs in Dubai. I've just realised I did another gig in Dubai, right? And so I hate theme parks. Yeah. <laughs> did you go on the Smurf ride? I don't know. It was so but fast. It was awful because normally I don't want to do the rides at theme parks, but yeah. I do them. But then I get to enjoy the queue to calm down. Oh, God, that no, was too hot for the queue, mate, outdoors. But there was no one there. Yeah. So... We had the run of the theme park, so so there was no queuing all day. Yeah. And everyone, everyone else went to do the fucking rides. So I was just on these fucking rides all day long. It was genuinely awful. <laughs> Hated it. But, but that's what happened to us. I paid for queue jump, right? Queue pass thing. Yeah, because I didn't I'm need to. Of those twats. I didn't need to. I've never spent so no. much money in my life. We went on the Smurf ride twice. My kids are pale. You know when you can literally, the sun is so strong. I can literally see their skin burning, like, but like in a sped up video on their skin, like just <laughs> while watching it because it was so hot. And I was like, we need to get out of here. And then I hired a little buggy thing that you could only have in the park but then I had another 15 minute walk in 35 degrees back to oh where the car god. park was oh my god the kids went mental I had to carry both of them because it was too hot for them to walk and I had sweat dripping off my nose and I had to wear a mask outside still even though there was no one fucking there how was this the best holiday of your life? I don't know it shouldn't have been but somehow I'll tell you why it was this is why it was okay and these are all the mistakes I made with Dubai keep it simple what you got to do is just be submerged in water all day in a kid's pool with your kids. And it's very key if your kids make friends. My kids made friends with these two other girls and another boy and a girl. Lovely, lovely, two lovely couples and their kids. And they literally just played in the pool with them all day. And then Josh, me and Lou made holiday friends. In Dubai? I've got... Was it Sam and Lynn? No, it wasn't. I've got two guys that are my mates now called Mike and Andy. Oh, you're gonna go on? Are you gonna go on like post-holiday meetups? Well, I'd, yes, I think we are. I think that's gonna happen. Oh, that is exciting! So they're isn't coming it? to gigs. They're gonna come to some gigs, and I'm gonna see them after my gig. Yeah. But what happened? Not was... the lineup you're normally used to at your gig. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's got Mike, Andy, and then we've got Fabio Capello <laughs> and Vanilla Ice. <laughs> <laughs> So, so what we did was we went out for dinner and then up about eight o'clock with the kids and that. And then afterwards, me and the guys, because we wanted to watch the football, we watched the Carabao Cup. There's a really like oi oi little bar next door to the hotel. And uh, we met at 10.30 in the lobby. I didn't know their names or have a phone number. They were just the kids around the pool's parents. And I said, lads, do you want to watch the football later? They went, yeah. I went, meet at 10.30 in the lobby. I met two men in the lobby of a hotel. I didn't know their names. And then we went wow. and drunk six pints of lager and stayed out till 2am with my new Amazing. friends. And it was wow. incredible. Wow, got some new friends. I've got some new friends, holiday well Dubai done, friends. Well done, Rob. Where yeah. do they live? No, I don't need this, But I mean, do they live in a easy place for you to be friends with them? So um, the one couple live like Ascot way, sort of hour away, yeah. so not too far. Um, and then the other ones live in Whitley Bay, much further, but they're going to come to show up north. That's near Newcastle. 
Um, and uh, we've got holiday friends now, Josh. We made friends. And, well done, Rob. But what was more key was the kids got on. Because I'll be honest, yeah. I don't really care what the parents are like if my kids are entertained all day. Do you know what I mean? Like, I will suffer a terrible parent if my kids are happy. Totally. Luckily, these guys were great. We'll be checking back in a year. I'll put that in my diary <laughs> to check back in to see how much you've seen uh, your holiday friends but, in a year's yeah. time. Well, no, let me show you this. And this was bleak. You know, we, I've done a few rough gigs in my time, Josh, as you have. Um, but this bar had the Carabao Cup on on a big screen, but they also had a live band. Fuck that. So the live band were having to play while just loads of, like, drunk English people tried to watch Leeds Arsenal. Oh, my God. Let me, sh- let me, sh- let me send it to you. It's great. <laughs> These poor bastards, look at them. Oh, my God. That is brutal. <laughs> I mean, that is unbelievable. You know when James Acaster was in a band... They did a, uh, before he was a comedian, they did a gig and they um, they just had a big screen up like that in the pub with like the news channel on. Oh, and he did a gig on the day of 9-11 and oh, he was no. playing in front of the footage of 9-11, Rob. Oh, jeez. I mean, not as bad as that, but a similar experience. I once got booked for a corporate in the executive boxes of a cricket ground and it was the day Andy Murray was in the final for... Um, in a... Yeah, that isn't as bad as 9-11, you're right. Well, no, but he won, didn't he? <laughs> Good news. <Yeah. laughs> but still distracting for a sports still crowd. distracting. <laughs> I did that one at Edgebaston. Yeah. And they, I was the surprise host and they announced me and they were like, you may recognise him. From Dara O'Brien's Mock the Week and Dara O'Brien's <laughs> School of Hard Sums and QI featuring Dara O'Brien. No way! Yeah. They must have mentioned him three or four times in my intro. The disappointment. <laughs> um, right, we've gone over again already. Shall I do some more oh, Dubai yeah, got, on I've Friday? Got so much, and well, then... I've got some stuff as well on Friday, Rob. Oh, God. Because we should be honest with people, we've had a little break of recordings. The last one was recorded early, so we've come back and we've got extra stuff. So we'll probably do correspondence next week. Yes, yeah, we'll do correspondence. We'll get the stuff out. We'll do catch up and get a bit more on Friday. and then Because um... otherwise, we'll be going to be talking about Dubai and to the middle of December. We need to get this all out of you, Rob. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. I've got a few more bits I'll do on Friday, then we'll get your Friday, and then we'll be back to correspondence the week later. Uh, right, small business, and then we'll wrap up, shall we? Yes. Um, I've got a small business shout here. This was actually some people that come and saw the show in Dubai, and they handed me this, so I said I'd do it for them. Um, this is Dan and Natalie. Um, basically, they, in lockdown, um, set up a new company um, because I wasn't working as much, and it's a clothing, well, more swimming shorts at the moment, and it's called Doobs Apparel. And that's an Instagram at D-O-O-B-S Apparel. And they do in, swim as in, shorts. As in... Doobs. As, as in, in joints. As in bifters. No, not doobs. I don't know. People call Dubai doobs. So I think as in doobs, oh, Dubai. Right. So it's D-O-O-B-S Apparel. As in smoking It's not like like the sort of cartoons of people smoking massive spliffs that are like, you know, it's just swimming trunks. But yeah, so um, Dan and Natalie, um, and they gave me loads of, loads of good advice for kids in Dubai. Um, so thank you very much, Dan and Natalie. And they went through the nightmare known as two under two. Been there, Dan and Natalie. Um, yeah, so Doobes, um, you can email them at info at doobesapparel.com or DM them at doobesapparel on Instagram. So yeah, good luck with that new venture. Okay, Rob. Please can you give my little business a shout out? I started it in lockdown, making bracelets and knitting chunky snoods. Oh, yeah. Are you excited yet, Rob? Because strap in. Oh, no. What's it for? Greyhounds and whippets. <laughs> Why does a dog need a bracelet? 
Why does he need a bracelet? Oh, mate. I just... The problem is Christmas can't come soon enough for me oh, because I am sending you a bracelet for your new dog. A bra- Why does a dog need a bracelet? Well, you'll see. Just heard the last... You'll find out on Christmas Day, Rob. Just heard the last <laughs> podcast. Your daughters will love the dog bracelet. <laughs> I'm not giving my dog a bracelet. We'll get caught on something and trap it. I just heard the last podcast and was so happy to hear Rob's getting a whip it. Oh, fuck off, you whip it lot. I'm sick of it. They're lovely, but I think, stop talking to me about whip it. I'm I more shall than a whip friend it. it. I shall be sending Freddie a snood. They are the oh. best family dog. I don't have a website, but I sell on Depop at K-O-O-K-Y-L-U or DM me on Instagram. Cookie Lou just for you. Right, Cookie Lou, from me to you. Good luck with the business, but I'm not putting a snood on my fucking dog. Send him a snood, Cookie Lou. <laughs> Everyone, go out. If you've got a whip it, buy Fuck a snood. Fucking who got a whip it? Co- look at the demographics. How many people have got a whip it listening to this? I was talking to Michael. He said our whip it listeners have gone up 15% <laughs> in the last two weeks. <laughs> They're really quick to download. Always download <laughs> in the first 15 minutes, and then you lose them for the rest of the day. Oh, God. We're getting it soon. Really soon. We'll talk about that another time. Right. Let's. Oh, God. I'm panicking about the dog now. Right. See you, on, see you on Friday. Day. See you on Friday. See you on Friday. It's shit everywhere, isn't it? Bye. Bye.